Hello and welcome to another episode of The Genius Podcast. My name is Karen Doyle, your host and founder of The Genius Project, an initiative for Catholic women designed to resource and support them towards growth across all areas of their life, personal, professional and spiritual. We seek to do this through our online virtual events, our Catholic Women's Masterclass, our online courses and a host of other resources and tools that are available to support you as a Catholic woman. We are kicking off another intake of the Catholic Women's Masterclass next week. So if you're interested, we have just two places left. So please send me an email, karen at geniusproject.co. And this masterclass really is a transformational journey and the goal of it is to help walk you towards a life of wholeness and balance in Christ. Now one of the key elements of the masterclass and developing these rhythms of renewal is around restoration. How we can experience restoration mentally, physically and spiritually. To help me unpack how we can experience restoration physically, I have invited the beautiful Bette Lucas to join me on today's podcast. Bette Lucas is a busy mum of six children. She's a wife and business person. She works full-time in the energy industry and has won numerous awards for her leadership and charitable projects. She loves sharing the helpful lessons that she's learning through her own journey as a mum and wife with a large family and an executive in a male-dominated industry. Beth is really passionate about helping women manage a career and home life. She believes that a key balancing element is about regaining and maintaining health. She challenges women to take back their health, reminding them that it is not selfish to do it, and that actually by being healthier, women can contribute more fully at home and at work. So I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Bet as she really deep dives into how, as women, we can regain and maintain our health. Bet, thank you so much for joining us here on the Genius Podcast. You're coming to us all the way from the US and the California coastline. But um, I'm very excited to have you with us today. I've been following you. I think we connected about a year ago on Instagram and I've watched you have your sixth baby over the last um, 12 months. But your journey is really quite beautiful. And I'm interested for you to share a little bit about that with our listeners and the conversation that we're going to have today on this podcast, I guess, is around this area of health, nutrition, fitness and the role that that plays in our lives as women. You've got a lot of expertise in this area. So I'm just wondering if you can share a little bit about yourself and welcome. I'm just super honored to be here, Karen. And I have followed you as well. And I was laughing because I was like, when did we connect? Like, yeah. how did how did our paths cross? But every message that I would see you sharing and the podcast, I was like, oh, it just really, it really touched my heart. So I'm really honored to be oh, included and um, that our worlds can can connect so from many, many miles away. And um, yes, I, my name is Bette Lucas and I'm a mom of six. I live in Gig Harbor, Washington, which is the West Coast and the California coast, as many know in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I do work outside of the home in uh, the energy industry. But really why I'm here today and a big part of why I started my podcast and what I preach out there is kind of prioritizing our health as women, as moms, and really as a world that 
we have kind of let our health, whether it's very unintentionally so, fall a little bit too far down the priority list. And I think why I'm so passionate about it is that I found myself in that same spot. Mm -hmm. And for years, I kind of just was at this place of, well, this is what being a mom is. This Mm. is what having a busy life is. And that I thought by challenging that notion, I was doing a few things. One, I wasn't loving my body. I wasn't accepting my body for what, you know, what it looked like at that time. Two, I thought it was being selfish that I was putting me too far up the priority list and that that was challenging my faith and maybe making me, uh, my ego too big or my vanity too big. And I kind of walked with those narratives for a while. And then it was just like, I had this epiphany over time that maybe I was wrong. Did you have did you have a particular moment, like a light bulb moment, or was it a gradual revelation? You know, I kind of do think I had a light bulb moment. Okay. So I, I had had four babies in five years, mm-hmm. and it was 2015 is always the year that I kind of refer back to. Okay. Now, immediate changes didn't start happening, but it was the moment I knew that I had what I was doing wasn't working Hmm. and I went on a last minute vacation with a friend and her husband and my husband came too. And I was like, you know, I had had four babies in five years. My son at the time wasn't even a year old and we went on this trip and we needed it. It was like needed to get away and whatever. And my husband is like literally the most supportive of me has never, ever made a comment about my body. In fact, he like overfeeds me most of the time. He's always (laughs) like, eat, eat. But we were on that trip and he took some pictures. And I just remember thinking that I didn't look like me and I didn't feel like me. And it's funny because I've always had great body confidence. I want that for everybody. But I think what I started to realize is that you can love yourself where you're at. Yes. Anybody, everybody should love themselves no matter where they are on their health journey. Mm. But sometimes loving ourselves is making our health more of a priority. And that's where moms out there, I know you feel like there's no room in your life for your health. I know you feel like, you know, you're the juggler and there's just one too many balls or in the air and you're like, which one's glass and and which one's plastic? And I don't know. And my health, I think my health is plastic because I've got these babies. I've got this job. I've got, and and a job can be the babies, (laughs) but you feel overwhelmed. (laughs) And so I, I had that kind of epiphany and I said, I'm going to be bold. And I'm going to challenge what we've been told. Mm -hmm. And that is that, or what we've been telling ourselves. Yes. That to be a servant to the world, to give back to our faith community, our neighborhood, our kids, our husband, that we need to put ourselves last. And I, I guess what I think it is, and I'm still figuring this out today. What I think it really is, is, Yes, we need to serve others in every aspect of our life. 
But maybe, just maybe, the healthier we are, the more we can serve Absolutely. and the more we can give back. So yeah, that's absolutely. that was really my moment. And interestingly, I I didn't start like really making major progress mm -hmm. where I felt like huge differences were showing till a few years later because I started trying tools and they weren't working, but I knew and there's going to be people listening today. They know. It's they know time. their health good time. And, yeah. and that's why I'm here. And that's why I love to share my message. Oh, thank you. Well, it's just, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think it's what I need to hear being in lockdown. <laughs> We've been getting way too much chocolate. <laughs> I know how probably, it is. Yeah. Yes. But I think there's, there's two things that I want to pick up on that you've just shared there. One is this area around, yes, we do need to be loving ourselves and accepting of where we're at um, because, you know, in the world today, women do not need any more pressure. We have enough of that, self-inflicted and by others. But particularly in this area of fitness, we can go too far the other way where we're just like, oh, well, life is the way it is. I'm just going to surrender to it. But what the gospel actually and the Bible calls us to and, and Jesus calls us to is to live a life of wholeness. And one element of living a life of wholeness is that we do take responsibility and we steward the gift of our bodies well. So it's not becoming obsessed in a worldly sense with um, perfecting our bodies and striving to sculpt our bodies, but it is very much around just stewarding the body that we've been given because it needs to go the distance. And if we don't steward that body well, we're not going to be able to serve well, as you've said, and we won't be able to go the distance. We'll develop a lot of chronic health issues. And, and most chronic health comes from inflammation, which comes from poor health, nutrition and fitness. And so as we start this conversation, I, I do want to pick up on that scripture from Corinthians that says, yeah. you know, you are called to steward your body. Your body is a temple of the Holy yeah. Spirit. And so the spirit of God dwells within us. So we do need to care for this body because as God's daughters, we are a creation and a unity of body and soul. And um, Amen. yeah, interestingly, in our, um, the Catholic Women's Masterclass I'm running, we, we look at these four rhythms of renewal. The second one is around this rhythm of restoration. And I'm teaching the women that a really central aspect of restoration is taking responsibility in this area of health, nutrition, and fitness and in that we share i'm going to share it here it's just this um quote from the catechism because it ties mm -hmm. really nicely it says for this reason a man or woman may not despise his or her own body but rather he or she is obliged to regard his or her body as good and hold it in honor since god has created it so i think that's our starting yeah, right. point for this conversation it's not about obsessing about body it's about stewarding the gift of the body from the lord yeah and i think there's such hope in that and i think that what i had to realize as i started focusing on that more and more i started realizing that i didn't feel as good mm -hmm. like i didn't but i thought i felt okay to be honest like yeah. i got a little brighter in here didn't it um, yeah, okay. i thought I, I the sun came in i'm but i thought i felt great like I thought I was fine and I really didn't think I felt that horrible. And I, and I think that's maybe what sometimes is forgotten is that we're only going to do it once we feel just like completely downtrodden. And it's like, well, no, that's not really what God yeah. is calling us to, you know, yes, we want to have the, the most ability to give back and serve and, 
I just, I think you're exactly right. It doesn't have to come from this place of vanity and, and being perfect in a string bikini or having no wrinkles or this. No, it's just that the better we take care of ourselves, the more I think we can take care of others. And Absolutely. I'm going to shut my Yeah, no, that's here. good. I Sorry about that. No, my, no. We had a cloudy day until you started, until uh, we started talking. Oh, I can see life. you. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That's so good. No, it's there perfect. Look, I think one thing you pick up there on is just this area of feelings that I, I fell mm -hmm. into this trap. We couldn't have kids for six years. We had three in three years. They never slept. Like it was ridiculous. And so I felt like rubbish and I don't drink coffee. So my go-to was Coke and chocolate. <laughs> so we had a little expansion, you know, in a few areas, but I remember the day I just felt rubbish. Like I was just dragging myself around. I felt rubbish. I had celiac disease and my husband was saying, you know, you should go and join the gym. And I, similar to what you picked up on this area of guilt that sometimes we feel it's selfish or self-indulgent and I thought I can't leave you with these three babies like it, life is forlorn and I did it and within a few months I felt like a new woman like it was it's my amazing. energy levels were incredible but I, I think if we sit around waiting to feel like we want to take action it's never going to happen so I, I'm a big believer in our feelings follow our actions. So we have to act first and then the feelings come down the track. And that's what you're saying. You had this epiphany and then you began little steps. Because yes. that's one of the big traps, I think, for women is, you know, we can write these huge resolutions and become disheartened wow. because we don't execute yeah. So, look, let's go back a little bit and we might unpack that in a moment. But I guess some of the barriers that you see for women taking these steps are around, I guess, mindset, isn't it? This negative mindset. There is. In fact, I posted one time on Instagram, I posted, dad goes to the gym, says, oh, I feel so healthy. Yeah. Mom goes to the gym. I feel so guilty. And it is, it's rewiring that mindset. It is reminding ourselves that our mind is maybe going to tell us a few things that aren't true. Like, and we are going to have to say, my husband's going to be okay with the kids right now. Mm -hmm. um, my mom is going to be okay with the kids right now. Hey, me taking an hour a day or 30 minutes a day or 15 minutes out of my day today to do this yeah. does not mean less quality time with my children. It mm -hmm. in fact can, can, do the opposite, but you're right. There's just these little mindset things that, that play little tricks on us that, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And you just, you can't rewire it all, all overnight, no. but then you start realizing once you take action, like you were explaining, it's interesting how you start feeling better. And that is like, Oh, I feel a little bit better. Oh, you know, when I have that extra glass of wine, I just don't feel as good. And I, even though I really want it, I really want that extra drink tonight. You know what? I'm going to have, I'm going to have one. I'm going to have two. I'm not going to have three. Uh, or I'm not going to drink it all tonight because you know what? Even though I like it in the moment, I feel crappier. And I think you start feeding off of that better feeling because yes, you're like, you oh, yeah. I, and, and you become more in tune with how you feel. And I think that that is where a lot of moms are at they've lost touch with what feeling good feels like 
and even what their needs are or what their, yes. their own feelings are. Like so many mums are just stuff, 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 go, go, go. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's sort of the starting point is to recognise what do I need right now? Like what do I want mm-hmm. and what do I need? And it's actually giving women permission to actually do that, to identify their needs. Amen. And that's why I love the word bold because it really takes you every day being a little bit bolder than you really feel comfortable with. And bold isn't, I'm a woman, hear me roar, move out of the way. I'm going to steamroll over what everyone else wants. No, it's just most women, most of us, I believe are naturally a little bit more guilty, uh, feel a little bit more guilt than we should. Mm -hmm. We naturally will push our needs aside. And as a result, you kind of need to be a little bit more bold when it comes to your health, especially, especially in those early days when you have hit the wall and you know, things need to change. You're going to have to be a little bit more bold than you probably were. You're going to have to say, I am carving out this time for my health so that I can figure it out. I'm carving out time to take a walk and listen to my own thoughts, Mm. pray, meditate, figure out what is your heart telling you? Because like you said, it's not just suppressing um, like our health, it's suppressing everything. And we can't even, we don't even hear ourselves anymore. Mm -mm. And so true. And I think the only, the end point of that process, like a lot of women think, well, I'm serving like the perpetual giver, but the only end point is depletion and burnout and, and, and anger, resentment. Like, so you actually then become, if women are married, like really shitty with your husband and the kids, Yes, you know, you're just like, you're not the fullness of who God's created you to be. And, and this is the whole process that, and this is one thing we walk women through in our masterclass is just that journey towards wholeness and, and holiness in Christ. And that comes with, this is a really important element because, you know, my husband often says, you know, we have to, if you're having a slump, you have to change your state focus in your language. So the first thing you do is shift your state so that kind of I'm tired, life is hard, that state, that feeling you have to yes. shift that. So getting outside and moving your body, it doesn't have to be intense exercise. And then the focus, like what are you focusing on? And the language, like what is the story you're telling yourself? So if we can shift the state focus language, that helps us get this process going. I think that that is what I always tell a mom who feels really sluggish. I'm like, have you been getting outside and seeing the sun? Sunshine. Have you been? Yeah. And, and it's interesting because there's usually one extreme or the other. It's like, I'm killing myself in a gym for two hours. I'm exhausted. I'm doing this class, this class, this class. It's not working. But most of us, unfortunately, or fortunately, most of us are on the other spectrum where we're not even going for a, a half an hour walk a day. Like we're not even getting, and it's amazing. I always tell people that you, your mind is going to tell you, you don't want to go. You're going to be like, can't go. You're too busy. Your to-do list is too long. And yet do you ever go on a walk outside in the fresh air? Or if it's, if you're somewhere where there's 10 feet of snow walking around your house or figuring out some moves to do, you never go Gosh, I feel crappy now. I wish I never I done feel, that. I wish I never done that. <laughs> it's never. amazing. And then, and then, like you said, you 
you almost feel a little bit invincible at that moment. You're like this post-workout high and it does not have to be some Goliath workout. It just is that little. And you're like, oh, oh, I, I feel better. I need to do this. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I think there's a whole lot of elements to this. There's like the health, the nutrition, the fitness, because they all work together. I think as women, like we neglect sometimes our health checkups, right? And the things yes. that we need to do just to steward our body. Um, and the, the nutrition, like what we put into our bodies just has the most mind-blowing, powerful impact on our mental health. And so can you speak into that a little bit, I guess, around nutrition for a moment and the role that that has as well? Yeah, I would say I have some pretty bold perspectives around health and nutrition. Specifically, I, I had tried the keto diet. I've tried all the things and a lot didn't really click with me. But one thing that did click with me early on my journey, and I, I do have dairy now, was that I did do kind of a, a low inflammation diet, which I tried the whole 30, yeah. which is effectively removing sugar, alcohol, and dairy effectively. Did you, did you like, did you die? <laughs> I was, it was hard. It was hard. And you know, it was funny for me. It wasn't as hard. I do love a glass of wine. I do love chocolate. But you know what's the hardest for me was really the dairy Really? And what, what I would tell, and I know you don't drink coffee, but what I find with moms is the number one thing you need to look at on your health and nutrition today. If you want to make one simple change that can make dramatic differences, I believe it's what you're putting in your coffee. And it was interesting. I figured that out by doing whole 30 and I wasn't putting loads of sugar in it. I was, but I was putting cream in my coffee. And I was sipping on that coffee all day, all morning. And some of my friends in the fasting community, we called it our, our liquid milkshake. We just okay. didn't realize. And then we didn't realize we were feeling as good. So we we're having too much caffeine. We're not eating anything with nutrients. And so I would say, number one, I'm, I'm really into figuring out what things in your diet are causing inflammation? Mm. So is it too much sugar? Is it too much alcohol? Is it too much dairy? Mm. And to me, if you, if you look at those three items, I think you can make some pretty dramatic changes in your diet by just looking at those. Now I'm already assuming someone has looked at gluten. Like you had mentioned that you are a celiac, you know, Taking gluten out of your diet, as long as you're not replacing it with packaged processed keto foods and packaged processed low carb foods, the more you can just replace anything in your diet with real high nutrient food, whole foods, yeah. whole foods that's really the secret. And the next one that I think us women ignore is that I am really into building your plate around a protein. Mm -hmm. And you can even do that if you are uh, not really into meat, you can do it. It's harder. Mm -hmm. It is more, more complex. But one thing that I have found through my nutrition journey is I used, I used to think that meat didn't have nutrients. Mm 
Like I thought it was a, it was a low nutrient food. And I think that a lot of people in the world think that right now too. And unfortunately, uh, much to some of our detriment. So they're replacing, they could eat uh, some eggs with some vegetables and yet they're replacing that with pasta and some vegetables and maybe missing out on some really key nutrients from that protein or that fish. And the list goes on and on. So one thing I tell women is if you're struggling on your health journey, what are you actually eating? Are you just drinking coffee all day? And then when you're actually eating, are you just eating the leftover mac and cheese on your toddler's plate? Or are you building, right? Right. Yeah. I'm guilty. Absolutely. Um, and are you building your plate around that protein? So a typical meal for me is maybe it's some tuna, maybe it's some salmon, maybe it's um, some hamburger that I just made into patties. And then I make a really high nutrient dense salad. And um, maybe I throw some avocados or some hemp hearts. And that was a life changer for me because I think I wasn't eating the right foods. And my so as a result, nothing was satisfying me. And I was in a constant like hunger, sugar, mode, sugar. right? Like sugar, sugar, give me yeah. all the foods and nothing satisfying me. So, and then my last pillar is fasting. I do believe in the power of intermittent fasting. I do believe that we can, in a lockdown situation, don't you know every day. I, think I might start that today, ne next week. And I was actually next funny week. story. I was lying on my son's bed, and um, he's got this bed, but it has slats on it, and they, mm -hmm. they're broken, so they keep falling at night. And so my husband and I go into each of our kids each night and have a bit of time with them. But it was my turn with my son, and yes. I was sitting on his bed. He's like, "Would you lie down with me?" So he's twelve. So I lay down, and uh, we're talking. I went to roll over, and the slats broke, and the whole bed. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just turned to me and goes mom who sank the boat <laughs> and I said to him there's um you know the kids Peter rabbit movie and I just went the diet starts tomorrow <laughs> not that I'm into dieting I'm not I'm not into dieting I'm into just living a whole healthy life but it was it was quite funny it's become a bit of a joke every time he sits down <laughs> I sit on his bed. I love it. I love it so but much. I, I think um, so often when we get to this point too, one of the really important, oh, sorry, I've lost my train of thought. I'm going to have to edit this bit out. Really, just like really, out of moment. Really, I love it. I love it. Well, maybe you were going on the fasting route. Maybe fasting, you were going yes, there. I was. Thanks, Beth. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> anyway, one of those days in lockdown, I'm like, oh my gosh, where's my brain? But um, yeah, I think the, the intermittent fasting has played a really important role in my life. And I know that was a key for me stepping out of just that really bad cycle of coconut chocolate and not eating well. And I think one of the many traps for women, it definitely was for me, was the idea that I don't have time. I don't have time to meal prep. I just, I don't have time. So I wouldn't. And like you said, you're just snacking on whatever there is around and you're feeling worse and worse. Yeah. My sister got onto the, this intermittent fasting. It's been really great for her and she inspired me. And so I started it and oh my goodness, totally the opposite to what you think where, I mean, you've got to get through the first few days, but the energy levels just went through the roof and my clarity and focus in my mind was better. It was amazing. So yeah, it's been, that's been a key part of our health journey too.
Yeah, I'm so glad to hear that because there's a few things around fasting that are not, in my opinion, aren't like true. Hmm. Number one, people think fasting means you're restricting yourself, you're starving yourself, you're not eating. And if you connect with any intermittent faster, especially experienced ones, they eat the best food. Mm. Like your body, it's, we have, we've unfortunately done this thing to train our mind, talking about mindset. We've trained our mind and our body to think we need to eat all the time. Even though our ancestors never did that, they would go long periods without eating. And it's just been in the last few generations that we've started to say, you got to have a snack. You got to have this. You got to do this to keep your metabolism going. And unfortunately, what's happened is most of us can't go two hours without eating. Like most of us can't. And what fasting does is I believe it rewires you to be how we were really made, how God made us to be. God did not make us to be eating constantly and grazing. Sorry. And I'm not calling people a cow, but grazing like cows do with six stomachs. We're, we're, we're literally not meant to do that. And if you are in lockdown right now and you're saying, there's nothing I can do about it. My gym's closed. Um, I'm here around food all day. A great, you've looked at your coffee. Okay. You've talked, we've talked about the inflammation foods. Now we've, we're building, when we eat, we're building around a protein next. You just limit your window just a little bit more. And it's not about salvation, right? No, no. This is the thing. It's like when we do fasting, like 8 PM to kind of 10 AM. So it's really like most of the night, right? So it's not really... And then it's having a, a good, decent meal when you do eat, like you said, because then you're, you're exactly. nourishing your body. Yeah. And you crave, I really find it rewires you to crave the foods you should eat. I'll give you a great example. I have never loved eggs. I haven't, even though they're one of the most nutrient dense foods out there. And it's funny when I fast and when I intermittent fast, guess who likes eggs? I do. do. And my friend has you the do. funny meme where after fasting, there's a bite out of the soap. Like the joke is you're grateful for good food or anything actually, but um, you do, you pursue better foods. And Mm -hmm. I have seen over and over with guests on my show and people in the fasting community that when they fast, they may have had kind of poor eating habits and yet they start fasting and they start eating better. And now there's a line there. If they fast too much, then they get a little bit, there's a line for everybody and you got to kind of figure out what works for you. Mm, Some people fast every day, 20 hours, and that works for them. For me, I'm more like eight hours is a good fit. And I tend to eat one to two, kind of two meals a day. Mm. And that's such a difference than the bet of the past. Yeah. I used to snack all day and I used to have to have breakfast and I thought I was dying if I was on an airplane and didn't have food or in the airport. I thought I was like, gonna, you know, Oh, shaky and my mind and my body. And that's where I would say it's such a freeing feeling. If you are someone who feels like there's no room in your life for health, fasting makes room. fasting it it makes room and then it gives you like you said the energy it gives you more time back I mean I fast I do a longer fast every Monday usually because it's the busiest day of my week and 
the hardest moments, once you get through, and if someone is listening and they're like, yeah, but I, I'm dying right now, I'm really struggling. Fasting is like you're surfing. And it the hungers are waves. Hunger is waves. Hunger doesn't just go like this. I'm more hungry, I'm more hungry, I'm more hungry. For most of us, when we're retraining our bodies, we especially when you just woke up and you're like, I have to eat, I have to just ride that wave a little bit, have some hot water, have some tea, have some black coffee. Uh, and I guarantee you keep yourself busy in an hour. You're going to be like, Oh, I'm fine again. Like I'm good, but that's been huge for me as well. And I, I, to be honest, I'm so grateful that I have that as a tool in my tool belt, because Mm -hmm. I wish the whole world would, when they went to the doctor, the doctor would say, here's a prescription for intermittent fasting. That's what, because I think it would help so many people out there on their health journey. I really believe it. Yeah, that's fantastic. So there's a few tips there for nutrition. Now let's do the final one of fitness. And I guess, I think so many, and I know I was in this category, but so many women, it is overwhelming. Like if you're looking at, okay, I've got to do this, but it's like my motto is just little by little, make one small change. So, you know, in that season after my babies were born, I did sign up to the gym, but before that I just started drinking more water. My husband bought me a water bottle and he'd just refill it and stick it in front of me all the time so that I would be drinking water. So it was just that one small change and going to bed earlier, one small change. And then just having time for prayer at the bookends of the day, like one small change. And it's just that little by little developing one new small habit. Because I think if we need, if if we're looking at this overhaul of say nutrition or fitness, we get overwhelmed and we give up. So I'm interested in your insights in terms of fitness and I guess just becoming healthy in that area. And those little by little changes people can make. I love that you emphasize that because have you seen the cartoon? Um, Some people, I think, attribute it to the Atomic Habits writer, but I don't know if it is really him. But it's two um, ladders and one ladder has big spaces between the the rungs and it gets to the same destination. And then the other one has lots of little ones all the way up ladder. Yes. And that's what you're talking about. You are going to get to that destination. Whereas on the other one, you're looking at that and go, well, I can't even reach that one. I can't reach that one. I can't reach that one. On the other one, you're saying, I just started going to bed a little bit earlier. Yeah. I just prioritized my sleep. I drank more water. And how many people do you know, they, they, they put, make all these fitness goals and yet they don't do the basic thing of getting sleep prioritizing prayer and, and time for reflection and journaling. They don't. It, and yet those small changes might be what lets your body know, Hey, you know what? I am in a time of peace. I can release weight. My cortisol levels drop my stress with stress. And it's amazing how with those two things, you can make some big steps. I think the next one really is if you're in lockdown and you're like, I can't work out, can't go to my gym. I miss my community. I hear you because I, as you can tell by this interview, I am a chatty Kathy. I, (laughs) I, I would love to, I love being in a class with people. Even if I don't talk to them, I just feel their energy and the competition. And I'm such a, I'm such a dork that way, (laughs) but I, I 
one thing that I think us women can improve on and a big part of my message is that we think that we have to do running or cardio to get our workouts in. And I just want to tell moms out there to start incorporating just some weights into your exercise. And it's amazing because fitness expert that I talked to after fitness expert, they will emphasize and say that you think your body composition will change in a more positive way if you do all cardio. Yeah. And yet not it's true. really, it's not true. And we, we, as women think we're going to look like, you know, just can't walk and we're going to walk <laughs> like this and we would do all the weights. And when I started incorporating more weight training and it can be very basic moves, yes. Hey, do some curls, do some push presses, do learn how to do a deadlift, just really basic movements. My body changed. Mm -hmm. I started fitting into jeans instead yeah. of the, the, the thought that I was going to get bigger. I was fitting into things that I never fit in. I started my inflammation and, you know, muscle is such an important, important, I mean, it's, it's just not emphasized enough with us women. And then as we age, it's, it's more and more important. So push-ups, do some squats at home and it doesn't need to be two hours each and every day. It doesn't. Um, and then get outside and see that sun and go for a walk. Absolutely. If you can. I and really I, believe in that. Yeah. And it's so important because I do think you think, I mean, I went through this myself where I thought, oh, if I go to the gym and I'm doing this, then that's good. But that can sometimes just add to more stress and inflammation in the body. And so I, I found like just walking up on our mountain was fantastic. Yes. And yeah, it's so important. I had, um, when I was 13, I had scoliosis, which is curvature of the spine. So my scoliosis went from, I think, 54 degrees to 75 degrees in a very short space. So I had like quite a big deform, you know, like my rib cage was out my back and I had to have major spinal surgery. So that wow. impacted, I guess, at a young age, um, my terms of fitness and it's become very important for me to do weights just to keep that core stability after babies it's one of the reasons I went to the gym I hate gyms <laughs> but it was yes. to do those weights to build that up and it was incredible the difference that that made for me then as a mum of three young kids is just getting that core stability doing those pilates or whatever it is the weight training is so crucial because you feel better yeah. you just feel stronger <laughs> You do. It really is a confidence builder. You carry yourself, your, like you said, your posture really improves because your core yes. is strong. Yeah. And if, if I think we have also this thought process, did you have this too, where the, the more I do the better. So I've got to run for an hour. I've got to do yeah. this. And I've had better success doing shorter bouts of, if I do cardio, like all, I have a treadmill, which I feel very blessed. I know I'm one. actually looking at that. I said, that's treadmill back there. I've had it for so long. It's, it's a little awesome. bit old, but Hey, it does the trick. It works. But I'll, I have had better success doing 15 minutes of intervals than sprints and intervals than sprints, then doing some weights. than I have trying to do hours of, of endless workouts. And I do think there's a level of stress on our body when we're overdoing it in the other direction. And I think we want to find ways to push ourselves, 
without overly fatiguing ourselves and telling our body, our body is overly stressed. And it doesn't mean you shouldn't run a marathon or do a big hike every once in a while. That, no. Uh, but I do find that see how many pushups you can do today. And then maybe in a few days, see if you can beat it. Mm -hmm. And little things like that, where that's not going to fatigue me. Like I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to curl up and not be able to function. It's going to give me a little boost of energy. I'm going to get stronger. And yet it's so easy. I can mm -hmm. do that right here at home. Yeah. You know, I started some exercise at the start of the year. <laughs> like it's were laughing at me <laughs> like oh, come on goes again <laughs> it was funny I am um, I came out of last year and I hadn't done a lot and so I was uh -huh. doing it with my back so I started um going for walks and then I felt better so I went for a jog anyway it was quite funny on Australia Day 26th of January I, I had this Australia Day dress and I was dancing for my girls and and I had a headband with two Australia Day flags on it I was being a complete <laughs> And uh, my oldest daughter wouldn't participate in the dance. So I was teasing her and I jumped up on a chair. I'm 46. <gasps> yes. And I tore my calf muscle. I just went down. It was so <gasps> painful. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. He said, well, now, mum, if <laughs> we're being goose. <laughs> but again, like, I guess recognizing our body's limits too, like the older we get, um, just things are a yes. bit different. Or as we mature, you know, our bodies change. Yes. And, so and not working. trying to do it all at once. Yes. Like not trying to, you know, don't, it's like those new year's resolutions. Don't try to do it all overnight. Now set a goal. Great. But you know, and don't actually, try to kill yourself. No. And look, that's a really important point. And for the ladies listening, I think really encourage them to set goals and, and using that kind of smart mentality of goal setting is making it, you know, specific. Like it's not enough that I want to lose weight or I'm going to start exercising. It has to be specific. I am going to exercise three times a week for an hour and measurable and, you know, time specific and all of those things we have to goals have to be specific. And then we have to lock them in. So we have to you really do. schedule it in. So what happens, you can't wait for time to appear. You have to make the time. So I think it's intentionally really carving that out in your schedule is really important too. Well, and how many of us will say that, but we haven't bought a new sports bra, like yeah. literally, you know, or we have, we don't have what it takes to do it or do it correctly. And I, the sports bra is just one example, but we'll say we want to do something, but have we, have we walked that goal backwards and made it really specific, like you said, and asked really the hows, okay, I want to go and I'm going to work out at eight, this time every Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. To your spouse, honey, on this, <laughs> this time, I need you Mm -hmm. to make sure that everything's covered for breakfast that morning. Can yeah. you handle that? And then you can disconnect and go. Uh, but yeah, setting goals is great. And then having some form of community or accountability, Absolutely. I find has really helped me. And so like we do like a Facebook group and okay. we'll just like, it sounds so corny, but we'll post for accountability, you know, or for support or for ideas. And or we'll celebrate a, a milestone. And I feel like in today's lockdown COVID world, we need that. We need that. Like I, and I think that's so been so helpful to me that I feel like, okay, maybe I don't really feel like it today. 
but I posted for accountability that I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to eat food that serves me best. I'm going to drink. Uh, I'm going to drink things that do serve me best and not drink things that don't serve me best. I'm going to fast. I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to stay up late watching Netflix and scrolling <laughs> on my phone. Um, so many little things that that accountability and community, I think if you can find that and it just can be one person. I mean, a friend, it doesn't need right. to be a friend. I did it with my um, sister, made the biggest difference. Yeah. I, you know, we'd send each other photos of what we were eating and what we were doing. And, and that was last year in lockdown. And that was great. Like just to check in with somebody. Yeah, because it's funny how like if you you're you're then kind of overcoming that when your mind is telling you you don't want to. Yes. You know, I'd rather go eat that bag of Cheetos. Yes. Well, oh crap, I gotta text my sister and then I'd have to be okay, okay, I'm in. I won't do it. I want to, I want to do it. That's it. Oh, well, that's that's fantastic. There's so much in that, Beth. I really appreciate that conversation. I hope it's helpful for so many women, just those different areas. And I think this is one of the ways that we are being invited into this restoration in terms of there's obviously prayer, there's relationships with people, but particularly our bodies and, and health, nutrition, fitness is a big area. So thank you. Oh, well, it's such an honor. And I, I, I believe it. And not to be a downer, but the statistics aren't good and they're not getting better for us or for our children in terms of um, obesity and type two diabetes and, and many metabolic conditions. And I think God is calling us to kind of wake up and, and say, maybe the pendulum has swung too far. Um, and we're being called to say, you know what, it's time for us to make some sacrifices and, 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 and those sacrifices will pay off in, in honoring our body, the way, the way it's meant to be meant to be. Meant to be. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, the ladies who are listening, Beth has a beautiful podcast, Living Your Big Bold Life podcast, and you cover a lot of this in more detail and other aspects around motherhood. One conversation that we maybe we'll have to have you back on the podcast, Beth, is around yes. this motherhood because you speak really beautifully into that. So we might have to lock that in as well. But thank you. Oh, well, this has been such an honor to have this time with you. Thank you for having me on. If you'd like to go further in this journey of transformation and really establish some rhythms of renewal in your life that will lead you towards a life of wholeness and balance in Christ, then I'd love to invite you to join us in this next intake of the Catholic Women's Masterclass. We have just two places available, so if you are interested, please send me an email, karen at geniusproject.co. In the meantime, if you would like to go deeper with some of this content that Bet has unpacked today, I invite you to go and check out her podcast, which is the Big Bold Life Podcast. In this podcast, she invites guests to deep dive and unpack how we can regain and maintain our health as women. Until next week, ladies, have a beautiful week and God bless you.